0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or
1: sponsors.
2: All right. Well, welcome to this episode of the Geek End Update. Yes, welcome. So today, uh, we do not have Brandon with us today. So he, uh, because of our our topic today, so we'll get back to that. But I'm Wendy.
1: And I'm Scott.
2: And today we have my dad, John Blair, as our guest. Hello there. And we have Randy, making us sound good as usual.
1: Hello. And
2: so, um, as usual, we like this to be an interactive thing. Hopefully we'll have lots of interaction today because we have such a popular topic today. We're going to be talking about Game of Thrones. So, join us on our social media.
1: <laughs> so... uh. <clears throat> You're, uh, you're always welcome to call us at, uh, 248-579-5260. Uh, if you want to interact with us, uh, without talking to us directly because you're shy or you're just not able to, you're welcome to email us at thegeekendupdate at gmail.com. Uh, you can also Facebook us at thegeekendupdate. Uh, or you can tweet and follow us, uh, at thegeekendupdate.com. Uh, with update spelled U P D, then then the number eight, and that is everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so today I'm taking over being social media, so yeah, it so might flood be flood it, flood it, <laughs> 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 make <laughs> me regret every decision watch, ever.
1: Watch her, her her flounder with delight.
2: <laughs> um. So we have some some news. So a couple of of sad newses. So, um. Arlie Ernie just passed away. He, um, um, You guys know him as the military guy. So Full Metal Jacket. Yeah.
1: Or Gunny was another nickname you went by.
2: I knew him as the, the toy soldier from, from Toy Story.
1: Because she's Disney folks.
2: Yes, I am Disney. <laughs> um, Vern Troyer also passed away. and So he was Mini-Me and Austin Powers as well as several other things. So rest in peace to them. So tomorrow, for all of you Huvians out there, tomorrow is the Huvian day where you wear tally marks all over your skin. April 23rd. So wh- warn us of the silence and wear those tally marks.
1: Warn us of what?
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not wearing my tally marks. <laughs> and because we're talking about Game of Thrones today, um, Jerome Flynn, just a reminder that Jerome Flynn, the person who plays Bronn, is going to be at Motor City Comic Con. So, Exciting. Yeah. Pretty exciting. So, you know, for those of you who are listening, make sure to, uh, to check out Motor City Comic Con. Um, but because we're talking about Game of Thrones today, Brandon has not gotten into it and he wants to. So he's a like total like stickler for spoilers. No spoilers. I don't want to know anything. I don't, you know, so he's not here today, which is why I'm taking over the social media. Um, so be kind. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, spoilers today for those of you who have not watched game of thrones or who are not caught up with game of thrones this is the overall spoiler warning so shield your ears run away or be prepared to be spoiled
1: (laughs) (laughs) yep because we are definitely going to be talking at least about season seven stuff so
2: well and our thoughts about what will happen in season eight so so yeah so it sucks that we have to wait a year before it comes back, you know, <laughs> so this is our way of kind of keeping it alive, <laughs> yep. that and watching reruns, right? <laughs> so, Dad, I wanted to start, I want to ask you, favorite character of Game of Thrones?
3: Probably uh, Daenerys Targaryen or Jon Snow. They're equal, uh, equally favorite to me, I think.
2: Okay, so you're happy that they're together?
3: You know the Targaryen family has a history of uh, intermingling between siblings, and this is actually a little further away than that because uh, you have aunt and uh, nephew. And yeah. for Targaryens, that's pretty mild stuff, actually. <laughs> <laughs> a little, bit, a little bit more comfortable for the audience,
1: but still well, well within you know what Targaryens are comfortable with. Yeah. Too,
3: so <laughs> so John Snow may be a little distressed. Uh, Daenerys probably won't be bothered too much, is my guess. When, right. Once it's revealed.
2: Yeah,
1: except and there might be other things about it that could bother her.
2: And babe, what? Who's your favorite character?
1: Who is my favorite character? Um, I pretty much have to go with Arya. Why? Because Serio was my favorite character in the book, and then he died, so I had to go with the next best Serio,
3: the dancing master. <laughs> Trainer, I love in swordplay. Water dancing. <clears throat>
1: If I was in that world, I would so want to learn that style of swordplay.
2: Randy, who's your favorite character?
0: Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Arya, too.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Team um, Arya. Yeah, I, I think her character is the most <clears throat> interesting. Her character has changed the most, Yeah, uh, shows the most growth. So I think
1: I'm going to go with Arya.
2: Okay. All
1: right, how about yourself? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun.
2: I actually like the dragons. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Animal lover, everyone. Okay, which <laughs> dragon Animal. of the three?
2: Oh, all right. See, this is names. I'm horrible with names. Oh, there's
3: Drogon, who is the main dragon that Daenerys rides. Then there's Viserion and Rhaegal.
2: I liked Viserion.
3: But he is now...
2: He's now no longer no on our longer. side. He
3: breathes blue fire.
2: I don't like it. (laughs) If I had to pick a human, though, I kind of – I like Podrick.
3: I do too. He's a good soul.
2: You know, he's just –
3: Old tripod.
1: <laughs> I want to
2: know I what he did. <laughs> I want to know what he did. He got the money back. Why?
1: George R.R. R. Martin, write just a, a mini book for us, please.
2: Yeah, the how-to. <laughs> Many women will go out and <laughs> give it as gifts, apparently.
1: Fifty Shades of Padraic. <laughs>
2: So now that we've seen into the minds of all of us and where we're going to lean, apparently, <clears throat> I have to ask though, because I wanted I wanted to lead off with this because I have a question: Why do we get attached to the characters? Why everyone dies? So so why?
1: I mean, Arya's is going to live
2: in some way, shape, or form, right? Because she's part of the faceless, right?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So, but yeah, I I, I guess. I don't know. It's just it, it it boggles me because someone actually asked me this question before when we when I was talking about Game of Thrones and you know she says why do you watch it? Everyone dies like isn't it just you're you're watching it for heartbreak.
3: Not not everyone. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like watching It's not watching.
2: over yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. true.
3: You know, it's
1: it's kind of like watching, you know, your favorite team on sportball. You know, you're gonna <laughs>
2: Sportball?
1: <laughs> yeah. Any sport. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sportball. ball sport ball ladies and gentlemen this is why we are geeks my husband does not know <laughs> he can just say sports yes <laughs> it's more
1: fun to say sport ball though uh, you know you know they're going to lose at some point
2: speaking of losing you mm. lost your mind while making some of these posts yes I did I have to make you a pariah for, for this for <laughs> those who are listening
1: in my defense the first
3: post I wrote after waking up at 4 a.m. And who doesn't know that Jon Snow is J-O-N instead of J-O-H-N.
1: Right. Again, 4 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. Four hours of sleep. Maybe three. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) Wrote it, posted it, and then couldn't correct it because I had promoted it. (laughs) Facebook does not allow you to take any take backsies once you promote. Then the second one. I copied and pasted the first one, got rid of Jon Snow from the first part of the message, and thought, "Oh, that's it. That's all I needed to do. Problem solved." No, didn't read the second half of my message.
2: <laughs> 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 so his 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 mistake has been noted for everyone, and he will forever be me- made fun of for it. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Much <laughs> like Jon Snow, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Your question, I think, was why are we attracted to certain characters? Yeah, why
2: why do we why do we invest in having fake favorite characters? Though I
3: think it's the journey. Uh, if you think of each character, be it you know Arya or Daneries or Podrick or any of them, uh, the journey that uh, that George R. R. Martin has written for them is fascinating. For each character, you know they come from difficult situation and through difficult situations to prevail. At least so far. Yeah. And uh that's uh heartening for for people to watch. So and I, I like all the characters that you guys mentioned as well for that same reason. Um, uh, it, it sort of
1: <laughs> uh it's also you know due to George R. R. Merton's writing. Like he's able to make characters that you can relate to even when they're sons of bitches. <laughs>
3: did you ever relate to ramsey
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel like that's that's one character that was definitely put in there to, to just be like the, there's really no relate i
2: relate to the sword that's going to take him out that's that's what i relate to i can't now ramsey was not, eaten right, by
1: a dog yeah ramsey was gone
2: yeah, but for the I know that, but I'm just saying like 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 in general, like the oh, okay. in general, so, like the so sword she, that as, brought him as
1: she was as she was watching. She's like, "All right, which sword's going to do it?" I, I want to I'm freaking end one. him. That's what oh. that's what was going
2: through my mind.
1: <laughs> no, but like uh like my best example of this whole thing is like Jamie Lannister. Like, you know, I had so many friends that were farther ahead in Game of Thrones than I was. And they're all like, man, we went from hating Jamie to, to we actually kind of like him now. And, and I was, you know, way back and he, you know, he just sh- shoved Bran out the window. And I'm like, how the <laughs> heck could you like this guy? You know, uh, I can't, I can't fathom any reason. And now, you know, I'm as far as I am and I'm like, all right, I can kind of see it now. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's really turned around uh, from his earlier self. I I think the experience where he was captured by the Starks, uh, held in the stockade and the mud for a year, and then the journey with Brienne and losing his uh, his sword hand, having it cut off, that really brought him to the lowest level he could possibly be. And the positive influence of Brienne on his character, I really think helped enlighten him and bring him – Over to the positive side, I think.
1: Well, I think it also helped uh, that we got a glimpse more into his backstory. You know, he, the whole Kingslayer thing wasn't as bad as it was made out to be. In fact, you know, he was a bit more of a hero for that.
3: But it's odd that he never got credit for that. Uh, It seems seemingly he kept quiet about it, even to Ned Stark, when Ned Ned Stark uh, confronted him in the throne room uh Ned Stark uh, immediately assumed he was sitting on the throne because he wanted to take over, uh whereas he had just virtually saved five hundred thousand people from being burned to death by the Mad King by by stopping the Mad King uh before he could get the message out. Yeah. I think it was probably just a you know, even though he did it, the
1: the fact was is he was still ashamed because, you know, as a Kingsguard it was his sworn duty to to keep that from happening, and he was the one that did it. So... Good point, yeah. I think there was a level of... He he decided that, you know, the shame that he got for it was deserved because he failed, even if it was for a good reason.
2: So, you know, I mean, I I like Jamie. I didn't, but I do. I like him.
1: See, it happens to everyone. I know.
2: But conflicting like there's a lot of conflicting characters you know a lot of uh you know a lot of stories that like you know where we're flopping back and forth on them and everything um for me like i think the most conflicting character for me is Tyrion. like for me because i don't know if i i don't know if he's just like wish-washy or if he's smart By constantly just like changing who he supports and everything, like you know, he's he's an intelligent man, you know. Like you can you can tell he's a very intelligent man, but he's just okay. I'm going to be supporting this, or hey, now I'm the you know the hand of the queen, and you know it's it's very conflicting.
1: I I think you know that that all stems from the the fact that he is you know literally in, in stature and in person he feels as though he's not a big player, you know, he's just sort of being washed from place to place and just trying to deal with where he's at and survive and do what he feels is best. But he doesn't actually see himself as the major player that he potentially is.
3: You never seem to get any recognition from his family, despite all the things he did for them. Uh, You know, even towards the end, the father wanted to have him executed just to get rid of him because he was ashamed of him. Uh, and although he tried to support his family to do his duty, uh, it, they never reciprocated. And he, unfortunately, was put in a position of, well, having to, to really flee for his life. And, uh, you know, he really was rudderless by the time he got over to Essos. You know, he shipped over in that box with Varys uh, helping him. And when he got over there, he was just going to drink himself to death, and uh, Varys presented a new option. the You know, this this young queen who is uh, ending slavery and had the Targaryen name and dragons and somehow had uh, gotten an army uh, and uh, looked like there was someone who he could advise and actually use his talents towards good. And it really seemed, once he met her, they really seemed to, to click. So – I think uh, he's in a good place right now. You know, I, I
2: I I mean I agree. You know, I'm not I don't dislike him in any way shape or form. You know, it's just um he's to me he's just a very conflicting character, you know, cuz I want him to be more, but he it seems like he's just I don't know, he just what? he 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 blows where the wind blows, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I mean cuz I was just thinking about him, you know, his interactions with the Starks. He clearly liked and supported the Starks. You know, he was all on Team Jon Snow and whatnot and, you know, Team Sons and everything. But he <clears throat> he sort of lacked the deviousness and the uh, the sort of ego that um, Taiwan, uh, that, that that finger. a little finger, you know, Peter Baelish. Yeah, that like he had because, you know, he thought that he was king of the world already, you know, so Baelish. You know, in his support of whatever he chose to do, he took major action. Whereas, you know, Tyrion was just like, "I'm just going to do what I can to help."
3: Yeah, I get that. Another another aspect of Tyrion that may made you feel that way, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> was during the battle when uh, Danerys and the Dothraki were slaughtering. Uh, the Lannister army and mm-hmm. Tyrion was up on the bluff overlooking this. You know, that's that was his family's army being slaughtered in front of him, and it had to be a very conflicting feeling. And in seeing his brother almost get burned to death by a dragon, right? Uh, you know, that had to be difficult because he was supporting <laughs> the attacking army on on his on family members and the army. So I can see why you feel he he appears to waver. But, but, you know, he has, in fact, stood with Danneries. And also when Danneries burned the uh, uh, the the soldiers, you know, she she really didn't uh, offer them an opportunity to go, go into chains. She wanted either my way or the highway. Either you surrender to me and support me uh, or that's it. And Tyrion also was trying to forge a different path where – where she didn't eliminate some of the great houses that by, by burning these people to death, Sam Tarly, Randall, Charlie and uh, Dickon, Dickon, (laughs) not Rickon, Dickon.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, but it, do you think that like, there was a good purpose behind that? You know, I mean, she was a female and a lot of people weren't, you know, weren't ready to follow a female that wasn't, you know, bred of a, of a well-liked, Family. So I I, so I I.
3: Well, she certainly had to, to <laughs> let the enemy see that she was not wishy-washy. She was serious. Uh, she had to be taken seriously. Uh, and had she relented, perhaps she would have appeared not strong. Right. So that was a danger. You know, once you make a decision, especially in front of the Dothraki, who are her army, mm-hmm. uh, they, they follow uh, power. And if they see something, someone wavering uh, on a decision like executing these these prisoners, then you know she had, you know she had, definitely had to do that. I think, but it it was an uncomfortable thing for Tyrion and me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, but Tyrion's been uncomfortable his entire life. I mean, his father, you know, <laughs> and uh, I didn't, I just don't like his father. Tywin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like his father. You know, some people thought he was like a well-meaning father, and I just think he's just a horrible leader. But, you know,
3: whatever. the the one thing I liked uh, where Arya and uh, Tywin, you know, had the scenes together at Harrenhal and where she was the cupbearer for him. Mm-hmm. And they spent time together and it actually gave us insights into Tywin's character and his thinking on how uh, his actions were all towards making sure his house continued and stayed on top. And it, he wasn't as nefarious as you might think. Seeing, hearing his side of it in, in her, his conversations with Arya. You
2: know, what's what's that saying? The road is paved to hell with good intentions. Yep. <laughs> so that's Oops. oh. See, you cannot handle the power. <laughs> Take the bell away. <laughs> so, um, speaking of Arya, though, um. I want to talk to, about like the faceless and how, you know, like her whole thing with the faceless. I know that you have a lot of theories about that, Scott. Yeah. So we'll start with you and go from there. Theories uh, on her.
1: What were you thinking? Oh, theories on her in general.
2: Well, on the faceless.
3: Faceless men. Oh yeah.
1: It's been a, <clears throat> been a hot minute since I've thought about them. Cause you know, I was reading some of the, the, you know, books originally and,
3: yeah. How, how about one? Up, let me but. throw this out while you're thinking. Uh, I've heard, you know, Cyrio Farrell, uh, I've heard theories that he is actually Jock and Hagar, you know, that, that that was actually a faceless man. Because <laughs> oddly, the fa- you know, as you may recall, Jock and Hagar came from uh, the dungeons at King's Landing. Uh, yep. Ned Stark allowed the Night's Watch to take some of these folks out of the dungeons, and they're traveling north. And what's what are the chances that a faceless man would allow himself to – one of these skilled assassins would allow himself to be captured and put in a dungeon? <laughs> the thought was, r- right or wrong, that perhaps there was a plan early on by the faceless men to interact with Arya and maybe get her trained for possible use in the future. And that Serio Pharrell was actually a faceless man who once he was allegedly killed uh, – Actually, morphed into another into the Jock and Hagar character and <laughs> yeah. sent was sent north.
1: Yeah, well, you see, it's funny because me and Wendy got in a little argument about Failure. <laughs> 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 argument. And I just have to say, ha, argument, ha 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 ha, ha. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't call it an argument. I I literally <laughs> asked you what made Is you it, think he was still Is alive because
1: because we're trying to formulate questions and stuff to ask. And I'm like, all right, I got the perfect question: Is Sirio still alive? She's like, no no, he's definitely not. I'm like, but what if, what if he, he's one of the faceless and she's like, no, no, they would have dropped some sort of hint or something by now.
2: I agree. I, 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 that, I, I, because Game of Thrones is so detail oriented, you know, like even the opening sequence, you know, when in that title and everything you, there's so many changes based on where you are in the series. Game of Thrones is very, very detail oriented. Um, you know it kind of reminds me of disney that way cuz disney always puts these little you know these little things in 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 movies and shows and stuff and even in the parks that'll you know it's just so detailed you know um so we never saw any clue of him in the hall with all the faces and i feel like if if that were a thing we would we would see him and if, and not just us by the, like the okay. layman eyes, but someone who like, you know, dad, you watch all those people who make their YouTube videos and stuff mm-hmm. on game of Thrones. Someone is bound to like go through and try and, and catch out every single one of those faces in that hall. And if, and if he was in there, if cereal was in there, someone would have found it.
3: But and lost the shirt, the cereal face, Becca King's landing. Yeah. I'd when, uh, yeah, that's what happened. And you're, missing, you're missing one other key detail.
1: Game of Thrones is so detail-oriented, yet they did not show his death.
3: No, they did not.
2: Okay, all right, you got so me. So therefore,
1: is the lack of detail technically a detail when they've got so many other details? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I literally, my question to you was, how do you think he's alive? Yeah. So
1: he was. Bravosi, which is you know from the same general you know place as them.
2: No, I I totally concede. No, you know I can see where you're coming from it and everything, and and you know that's but that's why I ask the questions. You yeah. know, I'm not saying I'm right about everything. <laughs> I'm
1: just I'm just having to tease you. Yeah,
2: but
3: it's interesting if you think how Ario is cared for by both Sirio and Jockin at least early on when they were at Heron Hall. Uh, where he made it possible for her to be safe and escape both times had it been either, either Serio or Jock and Hagar. Uh, so and, do you think that
2: maybe Serio had something to do with the person actually telling her to go there and say what she said?
3: I'm, I'm sorry to go,
2: to go see, I'm horrible with names and stuff. All right, so, um, she was led to go there to, you know, and 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 be with the faceless men. With the faceless men, men right? Yeah. By Jocken. she was told yes. she was given that that, that token that, or what token, you know that
3: coin, yes.
2: And and she was told the phrase to say, so.
3: Valar mergulis. Yeah, I don't know so, if I said it right. Yeah. Valar
1: mergulis.
2: Okay, so but she, you know she was so. Do you think serial had something to do with that? I mean, there's no right question and, here. I'm just asking. No, like, no, I'm putting not, it out there. I don't
3: think. But, but, but again, my thought is that they may be the same person. So, whoever the person is under the masks, is responsible for for leading Arya on this journey. Is well, a possibility. If, well,
2: if they're all the same, if they're all the same, yes. Then how did how did Arya become one of them and do the whole thing with Sansa? where she, you know, with that whole thing with with Baelish and and Sansa.
3: Well, well, I'm not saying that Game of Faces. Yeah, that once you get the faces, you can you can do things like that. Like Walder Frey's face, you know, wiping out the Frey's.
2: Okay. So there's that.
3: Oh, can we talk about Melisandra? We can. Yeah. Uh I think she's I'm a fascinating bad. character. Uh, it was distressing when when they burned uh uh, Stannis' daughter, Shireen, at the stake.
1: We're not talking about that.
3: But uh, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, besides that, but except for that, she's an interesting character, and in season eight, you know, you, you may recall when Gendry was taken by Melisandre uh, to be used uh, sort of as a sacrifice to help Stannis' war effort, uh, Arya met uh, Melisandre, and Melisandra grabbed Arya's face and said, we will meet again. So, we were. I think we'll see those two meeting again in season eight. In season eight, however, uh, Melisandre was on Arya's kill list, that she doesn't know that Gendry is okay. So whether she'll still want to fulfill that uh, assassination of Malsander, we don't know. Especially if she finds that Gendry is okay, because that's why she was on the list. Right. But uh, in season eight, uh, one thing, one, one idea I had been wondering about. Uh, in the books, there's this, this special sword, uh, Lightbringer, yeah. and it's forged in a in a special way by plunging it. Yeah, you know, by you know they heat it up and forge it. Then they have to quench it in to cool it quickly, and this is kind of brutal. But the the guy who who had the sword ended up quenching it in through the heart of his of his lover. Uh. Uh, kind of brutal and but when he did that her power went into the sword and lightbringer was able to help defeat uh you know the 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 night king's army thousands of years ago so getting another lightbringer sword would be invaluable and uh in season 7 melisandre said uh when she and varys were speaking out on the cliff she said dear spider you and i both still have a role to play and perhaps she will be the Nisa Nisa that uh, a sword is plunged into that the Lord of Light's power will infuse into a sword that Jon Snow can weld against the Night King's army. Just an idea hmm. because there's got to be a reason Melisandre has been brought along throughout the entire story. There was something significant to happen in season eight. That's just one, one of many possibilities.
2: Hmm. So since we're talking about season eight, what do we think is gonna like I mean <clears throat> I gotta ask, how do we think we're gonna you know, how how are they gonna feed um the dragon? The dragon that well, Luckily the good side fire. is
3: two dragons still. Yeah. However, blue flame burns hotter than yellow flame. So right. does that mean that So will they need a hotter flame yet? Yeah. And how we do that? they could use
0: the hot fire of uh Caldrogo's campfire where he melted the gold to Make Viser-
3: oh, yeah, that gold Viseric melted Viseric it pretty fast, didn't it? <laughs> I thought that was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, it wasn't actual gold. It was just, you know, it was his Easter candy gold.
3: His yeah. Dothraki gold. It's a little different. <laughs> uh, well, certainly the Night King has breached the wall. The Night King's army is flooding down to the northern part of Westeros. They'll probably hit the, uh, the, the car hold guys first and— uh, they're clearly going to, I think, hit Winterfell. Now, Winterfell is going to be fortified to the biggest degree possible. Um, we'll have two dragons hopefully there to help. Um, however, with a, a, an a, an army that immense, my thought is that they're going to breach Winterfell and that our heroes are going to have to abandon that castle and flee south. This is just my theory. And probably with that army... Night King's army after him, and Cersei, who has you know betrayed them, and not joining the the fight, uh, they're going to have to still team up with her. Is my thought in order to come together as you know the basically the entire human race to uh, t- to take on the Night King. That's just a thought. That's a possibility. Much, much like you know,
1: the the history went with you know pretty much the White Walkers. had taken almost all of Westeros before the whole lightbringer had
3: came in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you guys um, you guys have read the books. I haven't. I, I mean, have. Yes. I've read
3: the first book. I read <laughs> I've read all of the books, but it's been not recently, you know, they came out over the years and I read them as they came out, so the the book information isn't nearly as fresh in my mind as the show, of course.
2: Okay. Uh well uh, do the books go further than where we are in the show? No,
3: we're actually by much further than the yeah, books the, currently has past the books now. Okay. Yeah.
2: Great. So, where do we think the final battle's going to going to happen?
3: King's Landing, probably. Yeah. That's the most significant location. It could be could be Dragonstone. That's an island though. It would be hard right. to you know the the, the White I mean, Walkers—they I mean, have it, to get ships.
1: It'd be a, it'd be a good place to try to fight them though, because yeah, have to ships. <laughs> like, like you're on.
3: Remember, you're on. Greyjoy told danneries at that, that uh, meet they had. You should go to your island, and I'll go to mine. We'll be the only only ones alive after this is over. <laughs> exactly. Since the White Walkers can't, and the the whites can't swim. Of course, the Night King might be able to freeze the ocean and then just walk <laughs> over there.
2: Is that even possible? <clears throat> Well, I mean, as well, Game of Thrones, anything's possible, I guess. So hmm.
0: Is it possible for the magic zombie king to freeze the ocean?
1: <laughs> Is it possible for the magic zombie king to find a really long chain to pull a dragon out of?
3: <laughs> well, those chains could have been <laughs> left over, yeah. you know, from the Wildlings, uh, you know, where they yeah, yeah. They attacked the settlement. Maybe they found them there. You never know. Was, Those were pretty big that chains <laughs> that they used to pull that dragon out of the just
1: frozen. Had, had to, you know, continue Randy's joke there, you know. <laughs> it's a it's a magical world. Things can yeah, happen. Yeah, but gold can melt how, real fast. Too. How I think, how I think they they can, you know, the way to defeat a ice white dragon is to fight it with a fire white dragon. Fire White.
2: You've lost me. I'm sorry. Me too. Sorry. Fire White. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not the only one that's lost. Jon
1: Snow and anyone brought back to life via the kiss of Valor are Fire Whites. Hmm. I hadn't heard that term. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. It hasn't really been brought up yet because it hasn't been revealed, but they've been sitting in front of us this whole time. Okay. Fire i
2: I was not aware of this.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I think it was George R. R. Martin actually slipped that one. Out.
0: Why didn't uh, it require blood to bring John back? Any other time we've needed blood for to bring back somebody from the dead via fire magic?
1: Yeah, hmm.
3: don't know. Maybe um, because
1: Targaryen blood.
3: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, one one thought I had in terms of uh, the you know, Syrian of course, is now a a dead dragon and under control of the Night King with The blue flame, but you know, the uh, remember the harpoon weapon that they made uh, for the Lannister army? Clyburn came up with it, it's basically like a giant crossbow that shoots those metal spears. Yeah, what if they make that weapon again, however, use either dragon glass or Viserian steel arrowheads? Oh, yeah. See, I feel like oh, that's that too, ahead.
2: like, I feel like you know, that that's too common sense i don't know there's some things about the show i'm like are you serious right now oh like,
1: <laughs> well, are, are you serious I, I, I can see they might try that idea and it just somehow be thwarted <laughs> <laughs>
2: the possibly- magic the magic zombie king is gonna destroy it somehow
1: yeah he sees it coming and doesn't show up with the dragon first he just sends a wave after wave of, of you know um, white Walkers to just take out the...
3: And Whites to overwhelm the ramparts. Yeah. Well, that's that's one way I could think of, perhaps, to get rid of Assyrian, but of course, then you have to watch out for the, the icicle-throwing uh, Night King for our for our two hero dragons. He's pretty dead-on with those icicles. <laughs> so oh, that was so sad when, when that dragon got hit I with that icicle. I, I, I think a I, I tear rolled down my cheek as well. See him... Die and the fall into the ice, and his head slid down and gurgled under the water.
2: There was two deaths, two deaths that I <coughs> severely cried on. Two deaths.
3: What what Shireen? Huh? Shireen? No. Hold the. Well, oh, you didn't I cry for Shireen. I <laughs> mean, oh my I God. felt
2: bad. I felt. I really did feel bad. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of saw it coming. You know. But and, hold and but the door. shut up. Hold <laughs> that the one door. right there. Hold the door. The stairs and door were the ones that I totally <laughs> cried on. I. And see, the thing is, is all right. So, so Scott had watched the show far before me and, uh, you know, and, and so I was playing catch up and I started, you know, I started watching it like when he was, you know, falling asleep next to me or just when we were just sitting in bed and everything. And he'd start to spoil things for me. You know, the first time he did it was when Serio was teaching, you know, Arya how to, you know, how to fight and everything. And he goes, "Oh, Sirio, He was my favorite character. Was
3: was
1: was. <laughs> I'm like, shoot, did I say was? I, I mean, no, no, I, I said was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was that was the first time he started ruining th- things for me. So eventually, I'm like, screw this. I'm watching it when he's asleep, you know. So then the like two more times after that, I watch it like when he was falling asleep. So I'm like, okay, I don't care if he ruins anything for me, right? The second time, the second time that we do this though, was when Ho- it was Hodor's episode and he didn't say a word. He did not warn me at all. He didn't <laughs> she, ruin it for she me. She didn't look at my no. face
1: though, because I was crying. I was crying like halfway through the episode. I'm like, oh God, it's coming. <laughs>
2: Yes, because, of course, I'm going to watch my husband's face instead of the show I'm watching. (laughs) So I'm like, I looked right at him as I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like, the one that I wanted you to ruin for me. (laughs) You couldn't have warned me. The (laughs) one I wanted you to, you know, to warn me on. You know, you ruined so many other things for me, but you couldn't ruin this one for me. Like,
1: so. I see. I tried to. When we we went, went into our bedroom that night, I asked you to hold the door for me.
2: No, <laughs> no, he didn't. Nice try. So, but then with with Viserys, though, we were watching it together, you know. So there was no he couldn't ruin it for me, and I was literally I was crying so bad. <laughs> I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I, I'd
3: heard the spoilers already. So well, what what was really disturbing, but not unexpected, when the uh, the chains that the, the Scott mentioned were used to. Extract the uh, Syrian from the frozen uh, puddle that he fell in. <clears throat> and the king comes up and touches his head. His eye opens up and it's blue yeah. because he's now a zombie dragon. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so horrible.
2: I feel like I feel like he ruins the death. Like like it's one thing for you to like like watch something cry. It's another thing for like for them to be brought back evil. Yeah. You know,
3: so. <laughs> and Night King's kind of mean to him, too, because you see when he's melting the wall, it's like he was forcing him to run into overdrive. He's like, ah,
1: mm-hmm. ah,
3: like that. And it was horrible. It's like, hey, you know, don't yep. be mean to him, even though he's a zombie. It seemed like he was pushing <laughs> him really hard to melt the wall. So I felt who, that felt bad. Poor dragon.
2: So, yeah.
3: He needs a Valyrian steel uh, harpoon. That's what he needs. <laughs>
2: yeah I, well, that one that one got me but so you, you know we're, obviously I went through my two that I was like se- you know severely emotional with you know what what is everyone's like most emotional death that they watched I mean by your reaction I'm thinking yours was Shireen right
3: yeah I mean our daughter is named Shireen I know we'll watch it. <laughs> well, Shireen get burned at the stake we didn't watch it to be yeah. honest with you I fast forwarded over it uh, I had read yeah. it in the book uh, so I knew or or maybe it was implies it was coming in the book so I, I had some inkling that that this was going to happen so when she came out there holding the stag that Sir Davos had carried a carved for her and showed the stake and Melisandre i go oh no so we have fast forward yeah so nope not gonna not gonna watch it
2: i feel like any time that they start like focusing and showing like like significant stuff about a, a secondary character we know it's going to happen in the next episode or two. I feel like it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's some sort of foreboding in that.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, so, mine, you know, I definitely have to say first is Hodor, as is uh, illustrated by my <laughs> having emotion over it, even though I knew about it yeah. and even knew it was coming the first time. Um, but my other one, I'd have to say, is Eddard Stark. And that's solely because uh, I was reading the book, and this was before Game of Thrones was even a big deal on TV or anything, you know, no, nobody had really made a big deal of it. I just came across the book at my college bookstore, and I started reading it. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, everything up to that point is all, oh, it's this is relatively typical fantasy. There's nothing too, you know, too dark, too, you know, sad or anything. Nobody it's really. You know, died like Bran survived its fall, and everything. It's like okay, this is this typical. Then Eddard died. What? No, no.
3: <laughs> I remember being I thought, shocked as well because yeah. I thought
1: he was the main character of this book. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't you know wasn't desensitized to any of it be, via prior knowledge of Game of Thrones yet. <laughs>
3: You know, he's such an incredible character that he his presence is still felt throughout the entire series. You know, as you know, of course, John John Snow believes him to be his father, but you know, he, he's kind of this iconic presence that you feel is is still there. I do anyway when I watch watch. Oops, I, you I can't have accident, the power either. My iconic <laughs> presence.
2: So. Uh, can I just say that I really want there to be a movie out there where we can make Sean Bean, like, have a happy ever after? Can we just – can we do that?
1: <laughs> or, or, He's either or, or, the bad guy <laughs> or has
2: a horrible, horrible death.
1: Have a movie that, that mocks that. Just, you know, he he keeps being uh, confronted with almost near-death situations. Like, you know, that axe nearly cut off his head. That arrow nearly hit him. That bullet <laughs> grazed
3: his elbow. Uh <laughs>
2: There were just so many. There were so many just like parallels between this and Lord of the Rings for Sean Bean, and it was just it was sad.
3: Well, there was another one. It was on Netflix. I watched Sean Bean. It was a I can't remember the title. It was something to do with Frankenstein, and he he was an investigator in London, you know, back in the eight, late eighteen hundreds, investigating missing children, and he ends up uncovering this this you know they didn't call him Frankenstein, but it was a Frankenstein esque doctor who was trying to. Uh, bring children back to life that were made up of various parts. And Sean Bean ends up getting knocked out by Dr. Frankenstein, so to speak, and Would that be killed.
0: the Frankenstein Chronicles?
3: Yes, thank you. Thank you, Randy. TV
0: series from 2015 to 2017.
3: And that was well done. However, poor Sean Bean dies, but he comes back as a Frankenstein creature. When, uh,
0: when doesn't he die? Uh, Amer- uh <laughs> Yeah, American Treasure...
3: I've mean, not seen that one.
2: National Treasure, Or National Treasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he
0: goes to jail, prison, but yeah, doesn't yeah. die on screen at least.
2: I know, that's, but uh, that's why I said <laughs> yeah, he's either the bad saying... guy or he's got a horrible death. Like, what is going on?
0: Yeah.
1: It's a, a a Sean Bean movie. That's. Yeah. All him nearly dying and being constantly trying to be persuaded into going evil.
2: I mean he was even in a he was even <laughs> in something called Black Death. I'm just saying like like <laughs>
1: I pay you a million dollars to kill that person. I can't
0: sometimes. remember. Did yeah. his did Stinger die in Jupiter Ascending?
2: Ooh gosh.
1: You know, I watched that movie but I didn't actually watch it.
2: <laughs> was
3: that <laughs> bad for you?
1: No, I was just I was playing some game on my laptop, and it came on TV, and I wasn't really invested in oh, he that. was, a,
3: Sean Bean was a terrorist in one of the Tom Clancy uh, movies where he was like an IRA member. Uh, I think he got killed there, too. Yeah. He's such a good actor, though. I, I really like him as an actor.
2: I'm I'm looking up the question because, honestly, I don't remember. Did Stinger die in Jupiter Ascending?
3: According to the
0: Jupiter Ascending wiki, uh... He is still alive. I don't see anything saying he died at the end. Huh. But it's one of us. I've seen that movie.
3: Nice to see he gets a happy ending on occasion. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like Randy's. Uh.
3: Well, is back it? to Game of Thrones. I'm yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh.
2: I know. I I I took us somewhere else on that. Sorry. Um. So, um. I had another question to ask. Who do we think is like the character that can be labeled as like the most trusted or like supportive friend?
3: Sir Davos, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. He is just a perfect uh, supportive person. Uh, we've never seen him do anything, uh, you know, where we wouldn't find him to be trustworthy. Uh I think, yeah, he fits in that nice gray area that makes him
1: safe for now, and that he's he's just an average person, but he's not too innocent.
2: But we wouldn't label Hodor as this?
1: He, uh, Hodor was too innocent.
2: But no, I mean, like, I, I didn't say, like, I'm saying like as oh. the most trusted or supportive friend, you know? Okay. Like, well, yeah, certainly
3: yeah. Hodor, Hodor would be also, no question about it.
2: Or what about Brienne?
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's another one. There's more than one, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean uh I,
2: I kinda felt like I, this I, was gonna be more of first, like a debate here. The first,
1: first person that came to my mind though was the spider. I wouldn't trust him though. Why, Why do you <laughs> feel he's trustworthy? I feel like he's he's trustworthy so long as You're not doing bad stuff.
2: I feel like you can't be trust, like, like definition of trustworthy is that it's all the time, like not, not (laughs) conditionally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, if I'm seeing myself in this world, I'm not doing bad stuff. So therefore, I feel like I can trust him.
2: (laughs) All right. Fair enough, I guess. So what about like um, the most protective friend?
1: protective friend
2: or colleague or associate
1: John John
0: he's John. always looking out for Sam and yeah Sam sure. certainly yeah
2: and you don't think Sam's looking out for him oh certainly if he can
3: yeah. to the extent that he can yeah I think I mean, just
0: John's character overall lends to more the, the protector archetype uh, with wanting to join the, the watch voluntarily and everything then befriending and taking Sam under his wing.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Sam's about to get his back and correct his name error. You know, his misspelling of his name, much like myself. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, because John's been misspelling his name all along. His name is actually spelled A E G O N, Egon.
3: Oh, you mean John's name as john has been revealed as a secret Targaryen. Yeah, so you say Sam is his, going to correct his name. His, so Sam found his actual name is,
1: is Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was making a joke reference back to my misspelling John's name. You know, you know can't blame me because john has been misspelling his own name.
3: Ah, gotcha. <laughs> it took me a minute to get there. All right. Uh, convoluted. Trying to cover my. Thing, so. <laughs>
2: what about Jorah?
3: Oh, Jorah is pretty good. However, I mean, I, I remember talking about conditional. I mean, he was actually betraying Danny up to the point that he saw that she was actually a true leader worth following, Where at, at which point he became devoted to her. But prior to that, he was sending back intelligence on the fact that she, she had married Khal Drogo, that she was now going to bear his child, and that was all being sent back to King's Landing. And that's what created the order to assassinate her. Right. Yeah. But after that, certainly there, he was extremely loyal. No yeah. question.
2: What about K'gain? That's
3: what I was about to say. The, <laughs> the Hound? That? That's who yeah.
2: came
1: to my mind when you were like... <laughs> with,
2: yeah, with Aryan, So I <laughs> mean, Alexander
3: like... K'gain.
2: You know, I mean, he was very protective of her, you know, even to the point and where, you know... Like... Both
3: girls, actually Sansa as well, to, to the extent that he could protect her as Joffrey mistreated her. Right. He yeah. did what he could there certainly and when the the mob stole sansa and you know was going to going to defile her, her. Uh, he he managed to at the right time and saved her and then offered to whisk her out of king's landing right after the the battle of the blackwater uh take her back home
2: talk about a conflicting character though like you know there's times you want to punch him and times you want to hug him like
1: i mean he's he's a douche but he <laughs> he cares
2: <laughs>
1: he does.
3: <laughs> and there's a certain he dirty make, word he'd that make, he's, uh, he's he'd make a fun uses all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, true.
2: So, but, uh, I, I kind of want to like step into something right here and probably gonna piss some people off. Um, how do we like Littlefinger, Baelish? He's been protective.
3: Only. <laughs> and in his own interests, yes, he's protected. only things he wants for himself. Stanza,
2: <laughs> which yeah. I shipped. By the way, I'm sorry, I did. I shipped.
1: Yeah, Wendy. Wendy enjoyed the relationship. I thought it had something to it for sure.
2: But oh, uh, so uh, Dan, uh, sh- like. Shipping is when you like you're pairing them together, you want them to be together. Oh, thank you. You saw the okay, confusion sorry. on yes. my face. In,
3: my generation in. is like you ship something, you put it in a box, and you send it. Yeah. I was like, No, mm-hmm. you so put them it's together a short for a like relationship. relationship. Yeah, okay. Thank you for the explanation. Yeah, yeah. so
2: you know, like you know, I, I, I shipped it. I, I thought, you know, I thought that he would have been one of the best things for her, you know, because yes, it, he was being selfish but he did care for her and because of that he protected her he did almost anything that he could however
3: her. he's the one who arranged the marriage to ramsey bolton do you think he did that knowing how much danger she was in because that certainly wasn't protecting her that was a pretty bad situation
2: it's true but you know
3: i, I think he was a bit blind to that
2: A lot of people were blind to him. There was rumors, but I mean, you know, it's not like, it's not like everyone knew exactly what was going on. The guy was a psychopath, you know, like the
3: worst person she could possibly be married to. One
2: of the, like, I, I have a really, really like, like strong stomach, but I wanted to puke on that one scene with, uh, with him where he, um, castrated, uh, Theon. Theon, Theon, And then started eating a sausage right there. And I'm like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Talk about fast forwarding through something. Let me tell you. you. Know
3: the book <laughs> Ramsey is much worse. Ugh, much, much worse. I um,
2: all right, but speaking of ships, what what ships do we want to see happen or are happy that are happening?
1: Tough one. Well, the, the uh, ship that uh,
3: John and Danneries are on on the way up to the north—that uh, was a good ship. Gonna, yeah, going there. Stirring yeah, ship. <laughs> yeah. They've, test- they've tested that ship. Springs
1: a bit.
2: Oh. Uh, well, if we're bringing this up, I want to know what the look of Tyrion. Like Tyrion had a look in his eye when he saw them going into the room together. I want to know what that's about. I
3: think it was concern. Uh, he 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 doesn't want. He knows that when you get relationships involved in politics, that sometimes it's, it messes everything up. Or do you
2: think he knows
3: or knows or what knows what? Akon. Do I think don't think has, so. Do you
2: think? Uh, but you know he's he's so knowledgeable.
3: However, that was a that secret was only revealed through extreme, you know, through Brand uh, site and also from this record that Sam found this dusty record hidden in the citadel. Yeah. So and I don't is, think Sir, is, Tyrion knew. He
1: is smart, so it's possible that, you know, he might have, have had inklings of, you know, where where this bastard of Edward Stark came from. Ah, uh, yeah, possible. Particularly since he seemed to have a strange interest in the Starks in general. Uh, so that could be a thing. Other thing, he could have just been really hardly judging uh, John because of his vows
3: to the Night's Watch. <laughs> ah, I hadn't thought of that aspect of it.
2: I mean, he pretty much left the Night Watch, though. Like but he,
3: he fulfilled his vows because he died, right? Yeah. Came back to life, so I figured. Mm. He well, plus, he's already. That he's,
2: plus, he's already. He's already like, <laughs> like broken the vows anyway. Uh,
3: but I mean, Tyrion wasn't really
1: there for the now. My Watch has ended. The stuff where you know all that.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, but it was a curious look on Tyrion's face. I remember <laughs> thinking, "What is he thinking?" Yeah. Yeah. I really,
2: I really want to know what what because because again going back to the fact that Game of Thrones
3: our, is so detail like, oriented. Damn, I wanted to know that. Well, actually, that that was one theory <laughs> that you know. I mean, do you remember when Danerys made him hand to the queen? You know, yep. when he was shedding tears. Uh, I mean, how how could he not fall in love with this beautiful woman who is a queen and. Embodies all the goodness that the Tyrion wants, sort of and everything that Tyrion wanted wanted to have happen, and, and didn't I, have to pay for. It. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, that. But that look just it, it held. Yeah. so much to it. I feel yeah, like.
3: I I wondered about it myself.
2: For sure. So, all right. So I think I want to close off with kind of what what is um like a thing that we think is going to happen next season. Like some, like just, just one random fact, like it doesn't have to be like a, an overall thing, but like one, one thing that we think is going to happen or that we want to happen next season. Randy, I'm picking on mm. you first.
0: More nudity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't hurt. Can yeah. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like there's not enough already. Um, um, But I mean, for, all right. So for example, like. I I kinda want Jon Snow and Daenerys to be together and like make this battle happen in a positive way and unite everyone together. Will it happen? Probably not, because you know, that's too close you know, happy ending closed, but that's 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 <laughs> we'll, what I'm we'll, thinking.
1: We'll see that when the battle when the
3: battle reaches Sesame
1: Street on King's
2: Landing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they had
3: a game of chairs, okay? <laughs> um uh, you know, that that's such a uh, – <laughs> that would be satisfying to me, but George R.R. Martin has warned there will be a bittersweet ending, and that makes me suspect that we might lose one of those two heroes, which I would hate to see, but but you so said, what would I like to see? I would like to see them both survive and rule together.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, that would be what I, I would like I feel like both of see. them
2: together are fair, knowledgeable, smart. You know, I feel like yeah. it would be an amazing thing. Yeah. And
3: there's going to be a child probably – on the way who will be from both of them. Right. Who will firewoods
1: can have children.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what Scott will probably wants to know the uh the answer of the the premonition or whatever of Cersei. Uh
3: yeah that'd be that, what, that's one thing. What premonition Well there was
1: about- uh so back earlier uh there was uh you know Cersei. Had got that premonition from the fortune teller lady. Oh, from yeah, yeah the Maggie Witch. the
3: frog. You mean yeah? Okay.
1: Yeah. And uh, she, it was mentioned in that that Cersei would only have three children.
3: Ah, and she's pregnant now. Had though. had three children. She's
1: pregnant now.
3: Ah. So what? What? What happens? That well, that uh, that prob- probably will not. Or well, maybe since <laughs> make most of her it. kids are already done, but the
2: present tense of has will be d- l- yeah. taken literally.
3: This will be her
0: fifth. She mentioned she had a, she had a dark-haired kid with oh, yes. Robert. Yes, which you're right. Already blows the prophecy out of the water.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, I had not thought
0: of that. Yeah, yeah it had I'm dark hair, so that. it was, you know, the whole hair color issue. They thing. said
3: uh, gold will be their crowns, gold will be their shrouds. But certainly that happened for all three of the main children. Anyway, the, the living ones.
1: Yeah. No, uh, but my thing, I was going to say, I was kind of hoping to see more with the shadows and maybe more about the Drowned God.
3: Uh, the shadows? Yeah. Do you mean like the shadow baby that Melisandre birthed? Yeah.
1: Uh, they're definitely more of a thing than uh, what, what's what been suggested so far on the show or anything. Because, hmm. like I had the video game, which was a oh. sort of side story that was alongside the action. Okay. And the shadows were a major thing in that. Oh really? And I'd kinda like to see that play out more in the okay. show.
2: All right, so my homework assignment for our listeners is I want to spark a debate. Be please, be kind, be you know, it's gonna be a friendly debate. I wanna know who people think is like worse or more evil. Bolton or Joffrey. <laughs> I want I want this to be to be a, a sparkling debate on our on our um, meet social media and stuff, I think it'd be really awesome. So, yeah. with that being said, I'm Wendy. Oh wait, wait, oh oh I have,
0: oh, I have, oh. I, have, I have one more prediction. Oh, for one more eight. prediction. Okay, sorry. We'll get to see more of Melisandre's old saggy tits.
2: <laughs> Goes along with nudity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: love yeah. A
2: nudity. <laughs> well, that was Randy. Thank you, Dad John, for uh, John for Blair? being. Yes, yep. thank
3: you for inviting me today for
2: being our guest, and I'm Wendy. And I'm Scott. And we are here to say find a way to put some geek in your week. Bye. Hold the door.